Okay, welcome to Doing Well, Doing Swell with Mallory Lovings, your best hostess. I know you miss me rapping because my bars be really smacking, but July had me all gasping, so that's why I'm here reflecting. Hey. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Doing Well, Doing Swell. Super happy to have you here. I know you're happy to be here. I mean, what else better is there to do on your Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, whatever time or day it may be for you, but what better thing is there to do than take a break to listen to Doing Well, Doing Swell with your favorite host, Mallory Lovings. I can't name anything better, honestly. I mean, we're having a great time here. I'm having fun. Anyway, today's episode, I just wanted to do a little bit of reflecting on some things that I learned within this past month, since it's the beginning of a new month, a new dawn, a new moon, because the full moon was last week, so a brand new, wiping it all off the table. You know, July, we had our trials and tribulations, but August? A brand new sis here. The first thing that I wanted to touch on is that you should always ask for what you want because the worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no or they're going to negotiate with you. I was always one to be afraid to ask for what I wanted. I was shy when it came to that because I was like, I don't want to be too extra. I don't want to be doing the most. I didn't want to seem greedy, you know, and that I wasn't okay with what I was getting. But at the end of the day, if you want something, why does it hurt to ask? Why? If anything, you're going to get what you wanted, maybe a little bit more. And even if you don't get what you wanted, you're at least putting it into the universe for people around you to know, for the universe to know, for everybody to know what your expectations are and where you want to go and what you want out of life. Since I've been more open with asking for what I want or saying what I want, I have gotten it. Mama has received and mama is setting herself up well for the future and how she wants to be approached, how she wants to be dealt with, how I want to handle things. What is expected out of me and what I am expecting out of others? It has been great communicating what I want. I'm winning from it, so I highly suggest everybody else do that. That is one thing that I am taking away from the past couple of months that has really mm, done me right. Another thing that I wanted to tell you guys that I kind of accepted within the past couple of months is that I like routine and I typically don't say that I like routine because I get bored easily. Like I don't like doing the same thing all of the time. Um, <laughs> I, I stay pretty busy and on the go. I like switching it up. I like having a little spice in my life. Anyway, one thing I accepted was that I do like routine. So I was like, how does routine work in my type of lifestyle? And then I was like, ding, ding, ding. Here it is. I work out. I'm in the routine of doing that every morning or every day. You know, sometimes it's not in the morning. Sometimes it's at night. But either way, regardless, I work out. I do some sort of physical activity every day regardless of what it is, whether it's a walk, whether it's a skate, whether it's the gym, whether it's yoga, whether it's a dance party in my room at midnight, it doesn't matter. Every day I do some sort of activity. Where I think this does not benefit me is that I always like trying new things and doing new things that I have all of these different things I always want to do. And I never have the time to do them because I'm always trying something new. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, I never have time to like actually stick with something and focus on it. Like for example, I have wanted to learn the violin for so long. I even bought a violin and I dedicate time, some time to touch it, you know, but I haven't dedicated time within my routine to the violin. And let me tell you, when I dedicate my time and I start having a routine with my violin, you guys don't even want to know what's going to happen. It's about to go down. I'm going to be rapping with the violin. You already know. <laughs> so then I was like, well, how do I implement these routines in my life? Well, like I said, I have the routine of doing physical activity every day. Like that is a habit I do have. I am in the routine of doing that. And 
I am in the routine of knowing specific nights that are my nights to decide what I'm going to do. For example, I know I'm not going to make plans typically on Monday nights and Tuesday nights because those are my productive nights. Like I do my podcast, I maybe get myself all caught up and set up well for the week for work. I just get myself in the zone for the week and prepare myself for the weekend. Those are my two days to do that. But I'm like, maybe if I compartmentalize my time a bit more, I could be more consistent in other areas because like, for example, I'm really proud of keeping up with this podcast. I'm just saying it's hard to put out weekly episodes. It is hard. I have to always think of ideas. I have to always figure out what to talk about. I have to find guests. I have to find the time to record and to edit. Like it's hard to be consistent every week, but I have it in my routine that I know when I'm going to dedicate my time to my podcast. So it's also never really an issue. Like even if my episode sucks, at least I still get an episode out. I'm remaining consistency and that's key. It's one of the things I learned over the past couple of months. Consistency is key. It doesn't always have to be good, but it's key. Because imagine in a year from now how good the podcast will be and how popping it's going to be. Like Oprah's going to want me on her show that she doesn't even have. She's going to bring back this show just to put me on it. And then who knows, you know, in two years it might be blown up and I'd be, I may be sitting here a billionaire like, wow, doing well, doing swell really is where it started, you know. And now I have a ton of albums out and I am <laughs> the top selling artist in the whole world. <laughs> and my music is banging, it's moving mountains and it has bars and sick beats. Don't even play. Anyway, so basically what I'm saying is that I've learned how important routine is to me and how I can dedicate specific time to certain areas and how well I do when I succeed in those areas. Um, you know, for example, uh, the past month or two, I've dedicated one day out of my weekend to being like an outdoor reading day, which has been extremely nice. Not only am I getting through my books, but I'm getting my outdoorsy time. I'm getting time in the sun, soaking in that vitamin D. But I haven't realized how much doing that has impacted my life and how much it's improved my life. And I'm just like, dang, imagine if I, you know, start dedicating more time to specific things and knowing during that specific time frame, I'm only focusing on that. I am on do not disturb for anything else. Bada bing, bada boom, we on it, baby. We are making moves, baby. Money moves. Big ball and money bags. (laughs) It's only up from here now. What's good? Another thing that was reaffirmed for me over this past month is that substances can easily be abused without you even recognizing it. I'm talking anything from chocolate to tacos to alcohol to pills and even people. Too much of anything is not a good thing. My mother always tells me that. But I think it's important to remind yourself that things should be taken in moderation and they should be used in moderation and our feelings towards things should only go in moderation because it's easy to get caught up. It's real easy to get caught up and we ain't trying to get caught up. We don't have time to get caught up. And if you continue to use these substances, whether it's people, pills, pickles, I don't know, you're going to become reliant on those things. And you can avoid becoming reliant on things if you just use them in moderation. It's all about balance, baby. Choose your substances right. (laughs) Another thing I learned, which I'm so happy I learned this because I did not know this and this honestly saves my life if I ever wanted to become a vegan because you guys know I love my seafood, but oysters are considered vegan. 
they are verified vegan because they don't have a nervous system. So technically to science, <laughs> they're not living beings, even though they're alive, but they don't have a nervous system. So you can eat them and it can be considered vegan. Um, you can Google that. That's on Google. But that was a very interesting fact. I was extremely blessed to find out. I said, hey, now I know. Because honestly, like, I'm okay with not eating meat and stuff. But fish? Oh, man, I love me some seafood. So at least it's comforting to know if I did need to go vegan, I can still eat my oysters. And one of my biggest takeaways from the past couple of months really is that sometimes your dislikes are exactly what you need to spark a passion. So for example... I left the Midwest for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> there were things there that I did not like. But after going back and spending about a month at home and kind of hopping around, I am reminded why I left, but not necessarily in a bad way, but in a more, I'm going to fire up your passion <laughs> way. <laughs> you know, one thing that I've learned about living in California is that a lot of people, you know, the majority of people are woke to the social issues that we have. Um, sure, you still are exposed to people that are misogynistic, racist, homophobic, etc. But it's definitely not to the extent that it is in the Midwest. It's like I'm just blissfully living my life out here because I don't have to worry about telling somebody off all the time when they're saying ignorant stuff. And when I go back to the Midwest, I'm reminded of how ignorant and just closed off, closed minded and stupid people are. Sorry, I'm just getting a little bit passionate. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> When I go back, I'm reminded of all of these things that people aren't. And when I'm out here, I can just live my life and be happy, go lucky, fun. I'm not worrying about trying to save the world. But when I go back to the Midwest, it reminds me of why I wanted to leave in the first place and the impact I'm trying to make because some of these people in the Midwest need some help. And there are some gems in the Midwest, okay? I'm not saying everybody in the Midwest is closed off and just a complete a-hole. So I have key gems queens and kings in my life who are from the Midwest because they know what's up. They peep the game and they see that people are troubled there. <laughs> Honestly, Midwest woke people are the best woke people because they've seen it all and they woke woke. But my point is, is that when I go back and I face all of these things that I dislike and that are the key reasons to why I wanted to leave, Oh my lord, does it ignite a passion in me. <laughs> like, it's just a whole other, like, I come back like, holy crap, what am I going to do to save these people because they need some help. I cannot believe the words that come out of their mouths. I cannot believe the signs that they put in their front yard, on their shirt, on their car. Like, what are you doing? And one thing about the West is that, you know, people out here, sure, they're a little bit crazy. They're a little bit loony sometimes, but at least they all understand that, Regardless of what you are, you are human and you are going to be treated as such. I wouldn't say that's the exact truth about the entertainment business, specifically white men higher up, ew, corporate, ew, eh. but you know, the majority of society out here, the normal people, they do understand that and you don't have to worry about, you know, walking outside and somebody yelling the n-word at you or, you know, telling you to go pick cotton or <laughs> Or calling you homophobic names or pointing out that you're different in every capacity when in reality they're the ones that are evil but it's whatever <laughs> but I used to avoid going home at all costs because I was just not trying to deal with those people but I've come to learn that going home for me is 
in Ignition Starter. Um, it reminds me of my passions and what I want to do and how I want to help. And, you know, even if I don't know how to do those things, it at least gets the fire ignited. Not to mention how great it is to go back just because I know all of the woke people in the Midwest. So honestly, like I always have wholesome trips. I'm with the best people there is. I love home. I love home so much. So that was a big thing that I reflected on because yes, I'm out here and my lifestyle is great. I have created such a good life for myself. I have so much fun. I have great people out here, but I do recognize that I am not exposed to certain evils in the world that I once was growing up in the Midwest because in terms of societal problems, California has their ish together in terms of treating other people right, accepting others how they are, etc. The Midwest ain't on that yet. They're working. They're working their way up. Chicago's getting there. But yeah, some places could really use some help. But my overall takeaway from that is that, you know, sometimes doing the things we don't want to do, going to the places we don't want to go to, talking to, to the people that we don't want to talk to will help us learn a lot about ourselves and will actually be a good thing for us even if we don't necessarily like it and that has to do with so many different things you know like it's the same the book I'm reading right now is talking about you know like on your off days when you really feel unmotivated when you really don't want to do something that's when you should do it the most it's going to be the most beneficial for you so that's overall my takeaway from that and that's how I connected it to my life and I'm happy that I've recognized that doing the things that challenge me and make me feel uncomfortable and that I don't want to do are actually benefiting me the most in every aspect. Those are my takeaways that I'm reflecting on. August is going to be a great new month. I'm so excited for it. I got a lot of plans. Got a lot of plans with a lot of people. I got people to see, places to go. You feel me? I hope you guys all have a blessed August. May this month bring you nothing but joy and prosperous times. May doing well, doing swell only continue to benefit your life and make you smile on a Wednesday or whatever day you decide to listen. Maybe you procrastinate and then listen a few months later. That's fine. I get backed up in my podcast too. I'm not judging. I don't care. I just think the fact that you're listening is cool. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to be here with me and spend these nine minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes, however long this is going to be with me. I'm thankful for your time. I'm thankful for you. You can hit me up on Instagram at Miss Mallory Lovings. You can also hit me up on email if you have any questions or concerns at insidemallorysbrain at gmail.com. It's been a blessing being here today. Thank you for another day. Amen. Thank you, universe. Remember to be well and stay swell, everybody. Choose your substances right. Choose them right and tight. I'm your host, Mallory Lovings. Peace. <laughs>